Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm the man that your mum told you to stay away from, Freddie Young. Right, well, you're actually really blinded and cool, so you're not. But I think um, there are some mans to stay away from. Me included, because I'm a bad boy. A bit like maybe. <laughs> a bit like maybe my new fella who's got that Liam Gallagher thing going on. I mean, would you stay away from Liam Gallagher, Freddie, honestly? Honestly, no, but that's not because he's handsome. It's because he's got loads of money. Oh, why? But he could sing to you. He could, you know... Well, not very well. He's not a good singer, Whoa, is he? Whoa, stop it. Listen, we're going to fall out within three and a half <laughs> seconds of this podcast. Listen, anything in life is blinding, but ne never, never bury Liam Gallagher. My number one hero of life, as everyone knows, and Noel Gallagher as well. But well, listen, Liam well, kind of takes it at the minute. Well, who are you? Liam Gallagher's wife. Yeah. Vanessa oh Mitchell. God, yeah. That's what I can be. Liam Gallagher's what third wife? Liam Gallagher's bit on the side. Vanessa Mitchell. Mm. She's a sasspot, and she's ready to take over Manchester. Well, take over the world, but it is nice. I've got a fellow that's kind of got that Liam vibe going on so but listen, he ain't got his money by hook or by crook you'll get there eventually we'll still to Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> but he does play guitar so oh well, there you go oh, that's yeah. a fact we never knew we're slowly piecing together the mystery man yeah but um only little by little, little by, by little. little oh that's an accident but uh a fraudulent slip but necessary there you go although that was no song but um well, we'll yeah. take it. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. Listen, yeah. it's, take a, it's, a, it's an Oasis reference. Liam Gallagher, all. if you're listening, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. I, I, I don't think Liam Gallagher is listening. No, I, I think, yeah. Um, but he might, listen. My life's dream is just to be in a Liam Gallagher or no Gallagher video. I could be a two... Listen, you don't have to pay me. just want to do it. And, and then I could die a happy lady. Very happy. I just want to be in a Liam or No or Oasis video. It's all I want in life. Well, listen, I could die happy, man, because I finally got to see my all-time bestest, most favourite people in the world, Sister Sledge. Go, yeah. I was in on. a field, four bottles of wine deep. They played Thinking of You. I cried. I shouted. I screamed. I made an embarrassment of myself. It's a family <laughs> event. And I was at the barrier screaming. People were looking at me like, is this boy okay? They... And no, he would. Honestly, he, he would. It's completely genuine. There's a video. Maybe I'll post it. I'm not going to post it because I, I do <laughs> <laughs> I do turn at camera Actually, at one point. funny enough, you know, we were, just, we were just talking about the outtakes of this podcast. And sometimes we have to stop it for various reasons. And what we say in the meantime, I just said to Freddie, actually, it's probably more funny or more interesting than what we actually talk about. So maybe we'll consider that in the future for paid bonus episodes. So, what are you drinking this evening, Vanessa? Uh, nothing. I'm teetotal tonight, darling. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. Vanessa, what are you drinking this evening? Um, I'm having half a shandy. Half a shandy. And I'm drinking a vodka diet coke. Thank you. Thank you. Normally it's a Bacardi, but, you know, times are hard and vodka's on offer. So that's what we're going for this evening. So this week's episode was requested by one of our lovely, lovely listeners. She is, if I remember yeah. rightly, from Australia. Yeah. 
and I like it when we get um, requested episodes so we can research and I love that because we really want to be interactive with our would they say fans customers what would we say listeners, listeners. yeah fans yeah. or customers we're not buying anything yeah. from us and we're not selling anything yeah it's my old sales background but you know um, yeah so our listeners but anyway, so here we are. So we are doing the exorcism of Annalise Michael. I say Michael. I googled the actual pronunciation in German, and it's Michael. Yeah, but like literally, Mi googled it like six times. Michael. I've had to practice it. Mich Michael. It's Annalise Michael to me. I'm afraid. So apologies in advance if it doesn't fit with the German narrative of this story, but. I, I I haven't got the German twang because there is a to it and I'm not doing that every time I mention a name, which will be a lot. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this story, but this is the story that inspired the film The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, I've, yeah. Well, a, a film it's... that have you seen it? It was quite it was quite it's quite a famous look, film. I, look, not a, I'm not a fan of the movie myself. To be but... honest, I've seen it advertised a million times. The one thing that terrifies me in life is, is shit like this. And because um, I know that stuff can happen and I really hesitate because it plays on my mind and I understand it's real. So, uh, no, but, but I, I, I get it because I've seen other movies similar. And it's so horrific. And what really upsets me about it, Freddie, is that when their soul goes, that their soul go goes. Sorry. Sometimes it can't, it can't be retrieved, and that to me is a step too far for what my brain and I, I just you know I, well, I just don't like it. In this story, I don't think that that necessarily is the case. I think you know. Yeah, I haven't. There's. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding in this case. There are certainly things that are strange about it. Um, do I think it's demonic possession? Not necessarily. Have you watched the movie? I've watched the movie. It isn't yeah. very good. I don't rate it. I mean, I haven't watched it because I understand that a soul can be taken, and to me, there's nothing worse on this. There's nothing worse than that. And so I, it's one thing that I don't like to play on my mind, and so I deliberately avoid it. Um, so no, I haven't. I think, yeah, no. But no, me. but very quickly, you'll you'll understand that I don't think this is necessarily a story okay, yeah. of um, demonic possession. I think that this is it's a very very sad story of actually misdiagnosed uh, mental health issues. Mm kind of I mean uh, it's it's very difficult and actually I should have I should have played you beforehand the recordings um I, I might play them for you as as we go yeah <sighs> the recordings of the exorcisms that are performed um I've only listened to the audio they're very disturbing they're not pleasant it doesn't make for pleasant listening but actually when you have a a, a bit of a dive into her background it kind of maybe changes your perspective you see, of what actually the story is. As you know, I have a tattoo on my back saying, we are never so lost, God's angels cannot find us. And I stand by that for the most part, but to even think that there could be a soul lost, um, to me, it's just past what my brain can can cope with. Because I, I, I'm a deep thinker about this stuff. And so even if it is for the movies... I don't want it in my head because um, I believe in the light. And I know that doesn't always win, but I, I don't want to. But yeah, anyway. So, let's, see. Let's, let's, let's jump in. This is a 
This is a deep one. It's a dark one. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. So born as Anna Elizabeth Michael Mikhail on the 21st of September 1952 um, in West Germany. She was born to a Roman Catholic family. So um, Annalise was brought up along with her three sisters by her parents, Joseph and Anna. She was uh, deeply religious and went to mass twice a week. Uh, her early life is pretty kind of there's nothing to report you know yeah, she, yeah. they were happy they did what they did they followed their religion and that's where it was but it was when she turned 16 uh, things started to change so she started to suffer from uh, severe convulsions and she was at that time diagnosed with temporary no temporal lobe epilepsy now, this is a disorder that causes seizures, loss of memory, and it can also cause you to experience visual and auditory hallucinations. Okay. Keep, so keep this in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So in 1973, she graduated and joined the University of v Wurzburg, Wurzburg, what country Wurzburg Germany. Okay, yeah. Um, so she went... Her classmates described her. She was very withdrawn. She was very religious. She mm. kept herself to herself. Mm. You know, she was a bit of an oddball. People, she, she didn't really make friends. She just plodded through life. Um, in June 1970, so three years before she graduated and went to university, she had suffered from her third seizure um, at a psychiatric hospital where she had been staying. She was prescribed anti-convulsion drugs for the first time including dilantin, um, but didn't really alleviate what she was going through. She began describing seeing devil faces at various times throughout the day. At the same month, uh, she was also prescribed another drug called Alept, uh, which is similar to chlorpromazine, which is an antipsychotic used to treat various things so right, even nausea yeah. vomiting anxiety schizophrenia bipolar and in some cases it's used to uh, treat severe behavioral problems in children by 1973 so obviously she'd graduated and, and started university she uh, suffered greatly with depression and began hallucinating while praying yeah uh, she'd complained about hearing voices telling her that she was damned and that she would rot in hell her treatment in a psychiatric hospital did not improve her health and her depression worsened. Long-term treatment did not help her either and she grew increasingly frustrated with the medical intervention that, um, that she was receiving. Understandably, I should imagine, you know, psychiatric help in the 70s wasn't... wasn't it, as advanced or the better as it is now, yeah. And it wasn't, uh, you know, psychiatric understood. problems was not, yeah, as understood as they yeah. are today. And actually, people were treated inhumanely. Yeah, absolutely. For, yeah. for you know, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So, but she continued to take um the drugs that were prescribed to her for five years. During this time, though, she became more intolerant of Christian sacred places and of objects. Mm. Kind of like, think, think of, like, so she... she the cross the, or Yeah, crucifixes, Mary, yeah. yeah, religious sim, uh, symbolism yeah, and, yeah. and holy, holy places she, she really suffered with. 
Uh, so she went to um, a sacred place with a family friend um, on a kind of Christian pilgrimage. Her escort concluded that she was suffering from demonic possession because she was unable to walk past a crucifix and refused to drink water from a Christian holy spring. Um, now, one of the fathers that helped, well, I say helped, that um, performed the exorcism on her went on record saying this. Annalise told me um, that she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with great hesitation, then said that the soil burned like fire and she simply could not stand on it. She then walked around the shrine in a wide arc and tried to approach it from the back. She looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounding the little garden and it seemed to her that while praying that they were gnashing their teeth. She got as far as the edge of the little garden, then she had to turn her back. Coming from the front again, she had to advert her glance from the picture of Christ. She made it several times to the garden but could not get past it. She also noted that she could no longer look back at medals or pictures of saints that sparkled so immensely that she could not stand it. Right. So, that, you know, clearly there is something going on yeah. in her or in her head yeah. that is causing her great distress. For that to be a focus. Now, what I will say is that kind of um, scientifically, historically, and in cases gone past, that people suffering from mental health, when they are deeply religious, will suffer from... That will be... That will be the greatest focus. source. Yeah, 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 because, yeah. because they, in you know, this built into her is, is, the, yeah, yeah. Is, is a fear of damnation, yeah, is a fear yeah. of that. So when you are suffering from that and these things so come course, to fruition, yeah, that, yeah. Is, of course, is what's going to be at the forefront of her yes, mind because of that is the greatest evil, the greatest evil yeah. and the greatest damnation. Yeah. Um, it gets a bit more complicated. Mm. She displays some real horrific uh, symptoms and I'll try and play the audio and hopefully you can you can pick that up in, um, in this. It's not pleasant. Um, so obviously... Annalise and her family, as well as her community, became convinced um, of her possession and consulted several priests and asked for an exorcism. The priests that they consulted declined and recommended uh, recommended that she continued um, receiving medical treatment. Yeah. And informed the family that exorcisms required the bishop's permission, yeah. which they so still do. So initially they thought it was a yeah. psychological medical condition. Yeah. And said, look, listen, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Keep getting the medical help because we're not above medical help. And, you know, it's not, God, God it's isn't not, a cure-all. Yeah. Um, but the Catholic Church, officially, um, the approval was given for an exorcism um, when people meet certain criteria. Yeah. So... They, they, part of this is intense dislike for religious objects and supernatural powers are some of the first kind of indicators. Mm. And she displayed a lot of that. Mm. As time went on, though, she, she did worsen and they continued to consult. They continued to decline. But she started to display um, aggression, self-injury. She ripped the clothes off of her body and compulsively performed up to 400 squats a day. 
She crawled under a table and barked like a dog for two days. She also ate spiders and coal and bit the head off a dead bird. And she then started to lick up her own urine from the floor. Mm. This is this is a yeah, girl a in, in, yeah. in deep kind of... She is in a real predicament here. There's yeah, a real yeah, trauma. Yeah, she needs yeah. some intervention. Mm. In November of 1973, uh, she also started her um, treatment with Tegretol, which is an anti-seizure drug and mood stabiliser. She was prescribed antipsychotic drugs during the course of the religious rites and took them frequently until some time before her death. Despite taking these medications, her symptoms worsened and she began growling, seeing demons and throwing things. Yeah. Now, the priest that I mentioned earlier that um, described her behaviour the, on their Christian pilgrimage, um, that they met again and declared that she didn't, he decided that she didn't look, look epileptic um, and he didn't see her as having seizures, but he believed that she was suffering from demonic possession and he kind of urged the local bishop to allow an exorcism. There was a letter from this man. So his name is Ernst Alt, or mm. Father Ernst Alt. So um, in the letter in 1975, this letter is from Annalise to him. Mm. Uh, she wrote that, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. And also once told him that I want to suffer for other people, but this is so cruel. Mm. In September of the same year, Bishop... Joseph Stangle, I think uh, is how you'd say it, granted um, the priest Arnold Renz uh, permission to exercise according to uh, ritual Romanum of 1614, but urged total secrecy. Mm. So um, Ernst Alt was, is involved with this process yeah. as well as, as kind of the local priest, essentially, and being involved with the family. So Renz performed the first session on the 24th of September, Annalise began talking excessively about dying to atone the wayward youth of the day and the apostate, um, uh, apostate, I didn't know this, but is someone who has totally abandoned or rejected their religion. Right, okay. Mm. Um, and she's, you know, she said that, she described priests of the modern church as apostates and basically said, you know, they um, do not follow religion, yeah, they, yeah. They, they are bad, they mm. are from the the devil they are from demons etc etc uh, she refu refused to eat towards the end at this point her parents stopped consulting doctors but they did this on her request but as someone mm. who is mentally ill yeah you can't uh, do you anything know, on their request with all due respect we all you know so they they needed to be parents at this point and yeah. say listen i i listen baby i know better for you from the minute let's correct. just yeah yeah Okay. Uh, and they relied solely on exorcism rites. In total, there were 67 exorcism sessions. Uh, there was one or two each week, each lasting up to four hours. And they were performed over 10 months between 1975 oh and God. 1976. If that's proof of saying not working, then that's it. Yeah. Now, I'm going to play you a short snippet mm. of um, a recorded session. Okay. Are you ready? Mm. Remember, this is in German. You can hear her growling. Oh my God. 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 Oh my God.
Right, so can I just ask you after listening to that? Yeah. Did she ever talk in tongues um, that, of course, most real possessions do? They talk in a language, Aramaic, um, that they don't know or understand. Did she ever do that? No. Yeah, so that's the thing to me where it spins from a genuine uh, necessary need for an exorcism to... God forgive me, but a, a, a per, you know a mentally um, unstable person. Uh, the, the the most uh, demonic possessions they talk in languages, they talk in tongues which they should never know, they've never had experience of. Um, and if she didn't, for me, as little as I know about this, that'd be an indication that maybe it could have been severe mental health issues. Something I don't know. I'm just you know I'm just saying. So. You know, in that clip, she, you know, I know it is German, but she is kind of um, claiming to be a demon and is talking about how priests of the modern day are... Yeah, but what you said from her backstory, that was her issue anyway. Um, She, she would, because if that's in her brain, that yeah. would come out anyway. But, that's, but if she's it, not talking, if she's not talking Aramaic no, and saying but all this but stuff. But it's just, it's just context of what she's saying because yeah, not yeah. everyone is German. Um, so during um, these exorcisms, she claimed that she identified as several demons, including Lucifer, Cain, Judea, Judas, Judas Iscariot, uh, Belial, um, Legion, Hitler and Nero. So as well, well, the demons when she a few was of those weren't even demons. They no, were but bad, bad people. Humans, yeah. So during these possessions and on on the tapes that are recorded, the demons would argue with each other. So at one point, she embodied Hitler and would say that people are stupid as pigs. They think it's all over after death. It goes on, and then she would become Judas, saying that Hitler's got nothing but a big mouth. 
and had no real say. It's it's very. It does sound like mental health, doesn't it? I, I, you know, personally, it's very distressing to listen to these videos. Yeah, of but but listen, when people when in real real bad distress in real life when humans in, are in distress, that's very distressing yeah. to see and witness yeah, yeah. as well. And it's that this whole thing is incredibly sad. Um, the the sessions are documented on youtube you can go and view and listen to them yourself but as you can hear from that snippet they're not pleasant mm. um and actually they you know they subtitle it as well so you can understand what she's saying and it's still a it's human in German, being in real stress in and upset real distress. and trauma and anxiety yeah, of course yeah now as these sessions went on um annalise died in her home on the 1st of july 1976 the autopsy report states that the cause of death, death was malnutrition and dehydration. Yeah, because she, she wouldn't eat, yeah. And that resulted from nearly a year in a semi-starved state while the rites of exorcism were performed. She weighed oh. just 66 pounds, which is 30 kilograms. Yeah. So it's yeah. nothing. Uh, she suffered as well from broken knees due to continuous genuflections. So do you yeah. know when you... Genuflex, yeah. Um, rise... Uh, it's squats essentially, isn't it? But it's rising from a sitting position to your knees in one movement. Yeah. Uh, she was unable to move without assistance and was reported to have contracted pneumonia as well in, in this time. So she essentially is suffered as, as a result of these exorcisms and the conditions that she was put under and the stress from, from it all was, had made her not want to eat and and whatever yeah, else course, had, yeah. a, a and we know people with normal state. mental health issues even including depression bipolar they don't necessarily want to eat they feel so twisted and, and upset and anxiety so if she had a very very severe case of that nothing freddie to be honest this i can see is out of the way now as i said right at the beginning at 16 she was diagnosed with that uh temporal lobe epilepsy yeah, yeah. Symptoms of that includes auditory and visual hallucinations. Yeah, yeah. Now, that from the off should have sparked something somewhere to say, you know, she's not suffering from a demonic possession, yeah. but actually she's suffering from, you know, the illness that she's diagnosed with, and this is part of her, her symptoms and that we need I to mean, treat them symptoms. I mean, did she ever any point, like we're led to believe in the, in the movie, um, of the exorcism of Emily Rose, did she twist and contort nope. and speak in tongues? No. Nope. So again, it's Hollywood making us. Um, there are images of her online, and she is just you know she's got the big black rings around her eyes. Well, she's, of course she would do. You the know she's like nothing in... of her. Yeah. The the images and and the auditory um documentation of this are very very distressing, and you could you know listen we was listening to her. It's she's growling and yes. and stuff, but yeah, she's in a a, a very severe state of a psychosis Deep or what? Mental, yeah. yeah, mental trauma. Um. Yeah. Now, obviously, after she died, there was an investigation. And a state prosecutor maintained that her death could have been prevented even up to one week before she died. Yeah, yeah. In 1976, the state charged uh, Annalise's parents and the priests Ernest Altz and Arnold Renz with negligent homicide. Yeah. 
The parents were um, defended by lawyers sponsored by the church, mm. uh, as were the priests. So the trial started on uh, the 30th of March 1978 in the district court and it uh, drew quite intense media interest. Mm. Obviously, it's quite an unusual case, yeah. I would say. Before the court doctors testified um, that she wasn't possessed and that they say that she was... Um, it, all of this was a result of psychological... Um, distress and that her strict religious upbringings and her epilepsy was what was bringing on the delusions of demons and possession etc etc but there was um, a doctor Richard Roth who was asked for medical help by Ernest Alt during the exorcism said that there was no injection against the devil Mm. so there's there's but the church have employed medical help, but they've employed it for their best interest. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, another went on to say that exorcism was legal and that German constitution protected citizens in the unrestricted exercise of their re- religious beliefs. The defence played tapes recorded at the exorcism sessions, sometimes featuring what was claimed to be demons arguing to assert their claim that Annalise was, pre- uh, was possessed. Both priests said the demons identified themselves, as I've said before, as Lucifer, Cain, yeah, Judas Iscariot, um, Bleal, Legion, Hitler and Nero, among others. They further said that she was finally freed because of exorcism just before her death. The bishop said that he was not aware of her alarming health condition when he approved the exorcism and he refused to testify. The accused were convicted of negligent homicide and were given suspended prison sentences in April 1978 and were ordered to share the costs of the proceedings. The church approving such an old-fashioned exorcism rite drew public and media attention. Um, According to John M. Duffy, the case was a misidentification of mental illness, which Mm. I'm inclined to agree with. Yeah, 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 I agree. After the trial... The parents asked the authorities for permission to exhume her remains. Uh, the official reason presented by the parents to the authorities was that Annalise had been buried in undue hurry in a cheap coffin. Almost two years after the burial, on the 25th of February 1978, her remains were replaced in a new oak coffin lined with tin. The official reports state that the body bore the signs of consistent de- deterioration or decomposition. <coughs> The accused exorcists were discouraged from seeing the remains, but they um, they they were there, essentially. Mm. Her grave uh, since has become a site of pilgrimage. And I'll go on to explain a little bit about that later. But if any, the the, the official number of sanctioned exorcisms decreased in Germany due to this case, in spite of Pope benedict's pope benedict the 16th support for the wider use of it compared to pope john paul ii yeah. who in 1999 made the rule stricter stricter and would only sanction it in rare cases yeah. i would say in modern times modern exorcism is not really something that we see a hell of a mm. lot or that we know a hell of we a lot about. about yeah um i know that kind of maybe during the 80s and 90s we had something called a satan- satanic panic 
and lots of people were convinced that devil was on earth and satan was ruling and that everything was un unholy and it was a real it was really prevalent and i think we have films like the exorcism the omen things like that it was really brought into the public attention mm. and people bought into that and were convinced that it was part of everyday life i do, i just think honestly freddie with stuff like this i think there is yin and yang and there is good and bad there is god and light and and archangels and all that beautiful stuff i think it's also bad but i also think that um with stuff like exorcisms and documented cases they are so you know um you know they do speak in tongues you know there is proof and evidence that they did not know that language and their body did twist and contort you know it is it, factually documented okay in some rare cases but it's there and I think somebody very severely, unfortunately, mentally distressed, it, it, it is possible that it could just be that. Um, but when you speak in the language of before Christ and Christ and, you know, that the language comes out of your body and you, 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 don't, you don't even know it, then, then for me, I think that's evidence of a very serious or you know, a, a real case of possession. Because I know they exist, I know it happens. Um, in this case, because she didn't do any of that, um, and she was under, you know, under the umbrella, per se, of a mental health team in the first place, I think probably, um, maybe this is, you know, I'm not saying, you know, listen, probably every, everyone did their best intent, and her parents certainly only wanted to the best way, but if they're religious people, Maybe they didn't believe in the medical system. It wasn't working because with some people it just doesn't work. So they went to church. Um, but unless she was doing the, the f f for real possessions, there's literally a couple of signs which is undisputable. There is very, very strict guidelines yeah, yeah. from, you know, because you can't just perform an exorcism. There is a very, very strict process There's that has to be paperwork followed. paperwork and yeah. shit to go through. Yeah, and it, it goes straight. It, it goes to the Vatican. It's yeah. it's it's very, very strict. But times have changed now. I know that this wasn't that long ago. You know, mm. this was the seventies. There's people listening that will remember the seventies. But that was like 40, 40, 50, You know, if, if you know, long, in terms of what we're talking we about, are, we it are was a, a long we're time a long yet. way off yeah. from that. And I think actually. Um, there is far more understanding now of mental health issues and some of the symptoms that they display. I can imagine, even beyond the 70s, and if you go way back when, you know, that they've, there was a misunderstanding of that. And I can understand why... Especially in religious cultures. Why the, 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 they yeah. felt that that was demonic possession. Yeah, because she's listen, growling. You know, and, listen to... Yeah. And, and the things that she was saying and the behaviour that she was displaying. I understand why they maybe felt that way, but I think that there was a lot missed. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of misunderstanding. Yeah. And had these parents or had she not been religious... This would have been a very different story. It probably would have transpired in where she her her, her issue or uh, don't really know how to describe it, but her thing would have been possibly something else if she hadn't been brought up in a religious, religious background. 
I mean, a lot of people I speak to, you know, I, I want to talk to everyone, you know, and, and say, listen, God is called blinding, you know. And, and some of these people I speak to say, well, we were brought up Catholic. It, it, it was rammed down our throats. Can't have anything to it. I don't want religion anymore because Catholicism was too much for us. And I say, but there's something else. I said, no, 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 not interested. Because just saying, for example, it, it was just too much. And so they grew adults and just turned away from all type of religion um, because it was drummed into them. Now, if you see her, if it was drummed into, then it would obviously. Well, it's part of her. It's part of her makeup, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. It, you know, she's she's been she's born into yeah. a Roman Catholic household. She attended yeah. mass twice a week, and this is the thing when you, when you look at people that have had. Um, visions of christ and been spoken to by this yeah. one and that one or they've been possessed by the devil i would say nine out of ten of them are religious and i just want to say sorry i or i've said that about catholicism i don't have any particular view on anything we're impartial in this podcast i'm just saying the people i've spoken to for me um i don't have uh you know, we're just still exploring on this podcast. Listen, I, yeah, listen you had the right, you had the any, right to practice whatever ever, religion you want. And but... I never will. I'm just saying, people I've spoken to, this isn't against any type of religion at all because that, you know, I'm still learning the same as as a lot of other people are. Me and Freddie are still learning. I'm just saying, from that per personal experience I've spoken to, some religions are stricter than others where it's ingrained in you as a child and sometimes as an adult you, you just turn away from everything. And that's fine, and that could be in any Muslims, Hindus, Sikhs, you know, Christians, what, what, whatever you say. Essentially, there are there are very um, extreme branches of every religion. Yeah. So you know, for the most part, Muslim people are very peaceful. Of course, they their religion are, yeah. is very peaceful. Oh but there are God, people yes. that have interpreted their yeah. their kind of um, holy uh, holy see... holy book, and have taken it to an extreme. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 know, religions. I know a lot of Muslims, I know a lot of Muslims. I mean, my sister married one. And, you know, it's always peace, love. it's always blinding. And, um, you know, I've got family who, it's you know. It's all very, it's. And they ain't terrorists. It's, it's, all, it's all open to interpretation. Yeah. It's how you yeah. choose to. The same as Catholicism, the same as Christianity, the same as all Sikhs, the Hindus, but I, Buddhism, I, I, I think I think in this case, because of her set, um, circumstances Childhood. yeah it focused her and, mind on and yeah. the circumstances in which she was brought up her um mental illness and the symptoms that she displayed were taken in a certain way mm. and actually had she had been um born into a different family but still suffered the same um problems yeah. it would be a very different set of circumstances i mean i'm the type of person when jehovah's witnesses knock on the door i'm always kind of let them in and say talk to me because i i want to understand i want to learn and i've never turned them away what i say is right talk to me and because I, I need to learn so they tell me what they think and i either agree with it or i don't and i say come back again or i don't but i always give everyone a chance i am not in one way ever i believe in source in god and how that ever transpires down to human nature through people's beliefs throughout throughout ancient times, I get that isn't my thing, but you know, I I ne I would never discount or turn away any religion. But but the problem is, I think, Freddie, sometimes it's ingrained in people's childhoods 
to the point of the distraction yeah. and, and, that it drives you know, them and, mad and, and they're up and they turn against it that's what I'm saying because, because you know I don't know this but chances are she's maybe a fourth generation of that so yeah. her parents were brought up in that and that's, yeah. all, and that's all they know and all they yeah. understand and unfortunately you know a lot of people they don't believe in the science and believe that you know yeah. God can heal all and you know it's not always that case. Sometimes we do need a bit of science. Sometimes we do need medical intervention. Sometimes well, we do. We do, need... but at the same time, I, I still believe there's one God, there's source. And I think that spins out into all religions. And I would never discredit anyone for their no, beliefs. No, and I would never discredit not, it. But I, it... I might not believe it. I believe in, I, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I'm born a Christian. I don't believe in what the Bible says. Of course I don't. But I, I believe in God and Jesus, and I believe in Source, and I believe somewhere in between that it Listen, works for me. All religions are based on the same thing, and I think if everyone got together and sat down, you'd all have a good chat. But they're not based fine. on the same thing. That's the problem. No, but there's there's always that one person. It's just human beings writing stuff. Uh, but, a but human being wrote the Bible. A human being wrote the Quran. You know, that's at, what at, at the end of the day, a young lady has died at the hand of the Roman Catholic Church because of their staunch beliefs and a misunderstanding. And unfortunately, it is maybe something that isn't as prevalent as it is today because there is more understanding. But, mm. you know, I mean, a young life was lost. It's not really our thing, is it, to, to talk about religions? And I, I don't suppose we ever will do because it's an, a minefield. Oh, listen. We'll probably get fucking bombed. You know, it's a minefield. Um... But all I think I want to say is I respect all religions, but but you know have a brain at the same time. Yeah, listen, I'm never going to tell you what you can and you can't believe in because there's things that I believe in that you don't. There's yeah. things that I believe in that you don't. Yeah. I think it's a very personal view, but I think that sometimes people take a will take religion they and take the, the teaching letter of the law like it's literal so, and it's not. so it's not. Annalise's parents actually missed a, missed a bit of a trick here you know she was diagnosed with a mental illness and they a symptom of that is auditory and visual hallucinations but they were so overcome with their so religion they just... that, that they they had no choice and I understand that or, it, or what her symptoms are very extreme the medical science couldn't cure her so they turned to their religion so they and exactly but it's you know, it's, it is a very, very difficult subject. The difference is now we understand all the types of mental illnesses. If it happened now, there'd be a, a lot more information about it. Um, and that wouldn't be necessary in exorcism. But yeah, I mean, it's a complicated one. We don't really want to go into it because if we do, we're going to offend. Like, God knows how many people. Not meaning to. But yeah. So, other than the inspiration for... The exorcism of Emily Rose. She has become an icon, um, Annalise Michael, for some Catholics who feel that modern secular interpretations of the Bible were distorting the ancient supernatural truth that it contains. Um, so um, her kind of graveside is often visited and the grave is a gathering point for religious outsiders. They write notes with request, with requests and thanks for her help. Um, and they leave them on her grave and they pray and they sing and then they travel on. And um, I just say, 
it just winds me up. I'm just going to say, you know, what I believe in, source, God, universe, whatever it is, is good. And everything is forgiven. And no matter what sins you do, it's not sins, it's all forgiven. Because the God or the source that I believe in is all forgiven. And there's no, there's, you know, initial, unless you are Hitler or Putin or someone like that, you know, everything's forgiven. So, so it's okay. Because if we believe in a God, source, energy, whatever we believe in that is blinding and loving, well, listen, everything's forgiven. So everyone needs to chill out religion because... Oh, I don't know. It's another subject. but Ultimately, this story is not one of spirituality triumphing over science, but of people who should have known better than well, allowing a mentally ill woman to die. Well, no. It is the story of people projecting their own beliefs, hopes and faith onto a woman's delusions and the price that was paid for those beliefs. No, but I, I think, Freddie... They tried it all, and as parents, they were so lost because if that and that, but maybe they didn't have a medication at the time. So I, I think from this story, they were just trying to make their daughter better. And if and if medical intervention, as little as it was at that time, couldn't help, they were just trying something else. It was obviously wrong, <laughs> Jesus, it was wrong. Um, but it's it's a lesson learned, and one that obviously you know because in Germany the the rate of exorcism went down. And I, I can imagine... Probably, Ultimately, I'd say they were wrong. I would say that they but were wrong. But the parents wrong. probably did whatever they could to save their daughter. Now, they made the wrong decision, I think, ultimately. But I don't know. Um, you but, know, and I think if anyone has seen the film, obviously, the main contrast is that they was an American family, not a German family. But it's, everything's, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's very much made out to be of, yeah. of supernatural origin and actually... I am uh, quite a staunch believer in this story that yeah, this when you young get lady the facts. Yeah, was suffering um, quite heavily with mental illness and was misdiagnosed by the church and that a group of people or maybe, Freddie, with that... their beliefs and understandings made the wrong decision. Or maybe that the medical help she had just wasn't, just, just didn't suit her, didn't, you know, didn't fix her. So they, they just looked for something else. Because well, I was fixing the wrong problem. Yeah. She wasn't possessed. She was suffering from mental illness. And unfortunately, an exorcism isn't a cure for mental illness. No, of course it's not. But as a parent, if you think you've exhausted all medical... I'm just saying, if you think you've exhausted all med, then you want to save your child, save your child. So then you look outside the box. Now... I'm sure if medical intervention would have fixed her in the first place, they wouldn't, have, uh, they wouldn't have looked outside the box, but they did. And it was wrong, in our opinion, humbly. We don't know everything. It's just our opinion. And on that note... Bit of a heavy one, wasn't it? It is a bit of a heavy mm. one. Um, but I don't want to say a necessary one, but maybe it will enlighten some people to... That you know, and highlight maybe some struggles that people have, mm. and that sometimes I mean, science know, because... is sometimes science <laughs> is the answer. Well, because you know, because you deal with mental health issues from ground level, from 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 younger than teenage children, so you probably have it more in your everyday life than the rest of us do. So, you know, it's science sometimes is the answer. Not everything that is 
unexplainable is paranormal sometimes sometimes it is but sometimes it for is the most part it, it isn't and it isn't you know always side with an air of caution always take things with a pinch of salt but never think that things are unexplainable <laughs> Sometimes. Unless you have real, you know, if she was talking in tongues and twisting, you know, like you say, and doing you know, the crab down the back of the stairs. And you know, I think for the most part, people are never, ever, ever going to experience anything like this ever in yeah, their life. Course, this is a yeah. very, very, very rare, rare occurrence. Yeah. Doesn't mean to say it doesn't happen, but it doesn't mean to say that every time it does happen, that it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, Satan yeah, raining yeah, down yeah. from hell and damn yeah. fire and whatever. It isn't that way. And don't look to films like The Exorcism of Emily Rose and think that that, oh, based on a true story. No, the true story is there was a young yeah, girl in Germany. It, into it. There was a young girl in Germany who really suffered terribly I mean, with mental we, with her we, mental health. We have health. done this podcast because somebody's asked you to look into it. Now, because you know your research, you've looked into it, and now, as it transpires, the first is podcast, I said to you, oh, I can't, don't watch it, it's terrifying to me. Now you've explained it all, I'm like, right, well, it's not terrible, you know. It's but in terrible. the film, it's it's displayed, it's yeah, all fantastical yeah. and, you know, it's 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 all genuine and she was possessed by this yeah. one and that No. movies do that. No, it's... Don't take it with a pinch of salt. I think that, you know... There are genuine signs that there may be, you know, it wasn't it wasn't normal <laughs> from that well, recording. From off the bat, she from was. Off the bat, you she know, had it's... many medications, much mental health issues, and because that didn't work, it was automatically assumed she and she wasn't. No, she wasn't. So, so um, yes, on that note, guys, we are gonna chip off. See you later. Um, yeah. It's been a heavy one. Been a heavy one. So. But necessary and interesting. 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 Um, As always, you can contact us directly through thehauntedpodcastofficial at gmail.com or you can follow us on social media and contact us through there. And that is uh, Instagram is thehauntedpodcastofficial. Twitter is thehauntedpcast. Facebook is thehauntedpodcastofficial. And we've also got a TikTok account, which is thehauntedpodcast. We hope you are safe and well. Be safe. Don't get possessed by a demon. Yeah, don't do that. And we'll see you uh, next week. Ciao for now. Bye.